Hello, everyone. I'm Contessa of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how you doing? I am doing pretty good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, Raw, a bit of a mixed bag, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. Don't have to get, you know... Get right into it here. Before we do, just want to remind you all that that uh, everything we do here at Wrestling is available on all of our streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, John, tonight's show was the go-home for Crown Jewel on Thursday. And, you know, as you would expect, some last-minute hype. We got a no-holds-barred interview. We got a Raw Women's title match that is actually very darn good. Um, and a bunch of just other kind of, you know, go-home segments champions and challengers and all what and all the you know, what, what all the stuff you'd expect you know it was fine um and not speaking of things you would expect we had yet another uh no um can they coexist situation and that was definitely the old point of the show um and i don't even want to talk about that yet i just i i don't um DJ's asking what to do with John Morris, and we'll we'll touch on that in a little later. I guess we'll try to start off on a good note here, John. Let's talk about the main event match here. Let's work backwards. Because let's we like to be positive. Let's let's start with some fun. There was a raw women's title match in the main event. Uh Charlotte Flair defending against Bianca Belair. Of course, Charlotte moving over to SmackDown in the draft. That will uh, take effect this Friday after Crown Jewel. Uh, and Bianca will be able to Raw, but she's been appearing on Raw to kind of uh, build it up a little bit. So they had a bit of a back and forth over in the show to kick things off. Charlotte saying, you know, I'm the I'm the mountain you can't climb. I'm going to teach you how much how much further you have to go. That was pretty good. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that, uh, you know, at one point she had said, like, oh, this is bull crap. I'm like, this is a little goofy. Like, come on. Like, not saying you need to curse, but like, come on. Like they're they're, yeah. we're, they're cursing on NXT. I thought someone said a curse. Like they they're, they're being a little more loose with that stuff. So that, that it struck me as a little funny uh, for that reason. But good, that the the mountain line and and uh, about the how much yeah that uh that Bianca still needs to kind of grow in that sense. I thought that kind of turned it around. So then Bianca's saying, you know, I've been I'm not a rookie. I've I, I've been proving myself here for pretty much a year, over a year now. Pretty much. I thought that was good. And then the main event. Was very very good. Um, Nash Christian was a great match. Um, talk about that, we'll talk about that a little more. But overall, here Ben Milgan saying that it was that he liked Raw. But what do you think about this this main event match? I think there was a solid chance that at least for me heading into the match, I'm like, there's a, it feels like there's a chance that Bianca could win because she'll actually be on Raw next week, where Charlotte will be on SmackDown. So uh, having that kind of seed of doubt, you know, helped it a little bit. But of course, Charlotte Flair won. So there you go. Timmy Landis saying that he, uh, he met Charlotte Flair backstage today. That's pretty cool. So there you go. Some uh, nice fan interaction there. But John, break down the main event for me. Obviously, we had uh, a good match, perhaps marred by a, a an indecisive finish. Yeah. So the fact that we kind of get uh, this indecisive finish was a little frustrating. Like I was hoping we would have a winner. Uh, the match itself was very good. The crowd was very into it. That's that's very good. Um, but when 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 all is said and done, in just a couple of days from now, Charlotte is still the Raw champion on SmackDown. Yeah, and and that's kind of the thing here. Uh, Nesha thinks she expected Charlotte to lose, you know, to kind of get the title off of her. Uh, Bianca had said uh, in her promo that she was going to win the Raw title uh, tonight and then go to Crown Jewel and win the SmackDown Women's title. So I didn't necessarily see that happening. At the very least, you know, I thought there was at least again a chance that she would win 
here because again, she will be on Raw next week. So uh, now, yes, we are stuck in, in a situation where at least he's sitting here today. Charlotte's still a champion on for Raw, but she'll go going over to SmackDown. Uh, DJ, we talked about John. You and I talked about this. Rob and I talked about this. This seems to be one probably likely possibility at this point, saying that he thinks that they'll just swap titles like they did last year with the tag titles. It's looking in, in, uh, increasingly likely. I don't know how else they're going to get out of this, you know, in terms of uh, Charlotte retaining here. And then Crown Jewel on Thursday, uh, Becky defending for SmackDown against uh, Bianca and Sasha Banks. I, I could see Sasha Banks winning, but at the same and that's when Nesh thinks she expects Sasha to win. Um, but at the same time, you know, Becky just came back, so that'd be a little surprising. Um, and so we kind of have to wait and see on that one. Again, I hope they don't do a title switch. That just seems like a real kind of phoned in effort to me. It's like, uh, I'd I don't be pretty, think they I'd would be do that though. Yeah. But, what do you think they're going to do? Well, okay. I take that back. I do think they're going to do that, but not <laughs> immediately, not right. immediately. So I think they're going to play this up to Survivor Series to see kind of how things go. So we could go into Survivor Series with the Raw champion on SmackDown and the SmackDown champion on Raw, which is very confusing, <laughs> but I can see them doing that. Anything is possible after what I've seen tonight. And we're just getting into the, the, the show. There are, there are many, many parts of this show that frustrated me to a level much higher than the Charlotte situation we're in now. And I'm well, sure you know what I'm talking about. Let's get into it, man. Like, I, I, John was tweeting all night, and I just left me on that to my seat. Like, it takes a lot to get John, like, that fired up on Twitter. So I'm like, I'm here for it, John. Like, what do you got? Okay, so let's talk about both the King and Queen tournament here. But let's start with the Queen's Crown tournament because I have a lot that I need to get off my chest. As does 80% of the tweets that I saw from other people tonight as well. How are you going to have Shayna Baszler dominating everybody the past couple months, not past, but past one month at least, uh, and, and on the opposite end of the spectrum, how are you going to have Zelina Vega lose every match for like three months and then show up and win? And then Shayna Baszler lose. Like, give me your thoughts on this. Ah, boy, man, this show, this show. Um, just it's like so confusing because then we're gonna have we're gonna have Dewdrop and Zelina Vega, and I see Luke over here joking that even Marie's gonna show up and win somehow, and that would make it even fifty times worse. Um. At this point, Zelina Vega has to win to save this. Um, but the fact that, like, Shayna Baszler is, like, destroying everybody, the clear favor to win, it would have made sense for her to win. And then she loses on a, like, not a roll-up pin, but basically, like, a roll-up pin, yeah. and, and then she doesn't kick out. Like, what do you think of that? It's bad. It's bad. Like... Ah, for weeks, as you said, they've been building up Shayna Baszler, setting her up, setting her up to win this thing. Now, this isn't even like the, the Liv Morgan thing, where it's like you know she could have been the underdog. She's been positioned as a dominant, like badass that's like running through everybody, and very much could have gone through this tournament, won, gone over to SmackDown because that's where she's going in the draft, and then 
beyond that, I'm not sure because that that roster is a whole, a whole other mess after the draft. But uh, at least that would have been something, and like not necessarily long term storytelling, but like you could, you could see the plan, the purpose, uh, the direction. Um, these are words that are not necessarily uh, often applicable to Raw, and that that was showcased tonight. I will like I can see okay like Dewdrop they've been building up a little bit, but like. Not like they were with Shayna Baszler. I will say, um, to go off the comments here, at least we're getting some support for Dewdrop. Nasha saying she's happy that Dewdrop, for, happy for Dewdrop, Dewdrop, she should be the queen. Uh, DJ saying Dewdrop all the way. Uh, more jokes about Eve Marie winning here. Um, boy, but the, 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 the on the flip side, the thing is where uh, Zelina's been booked so badly since she returned. Like, uh, she beat Liv Morgan. A couple weeks, like one set of five times. Yeah, there was that, and then now she's won. Uh, her, 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 she's won her way through the, this tournament, but that's it. Like that, that, otherwise she lost pretty much every time. Um, so that's not a good look. And then Stephen Chambers very probably, probably I would say on point here, saying Dewdrop and Vega probably won't even last uh, five minutes. And of course that that is the whole trend here with this tournament. A huge, huge disappointment. Uh, I've see, I've been seeing kind of ongoing tallies of of the match times here. I think this one yet again. No match has went past two minutes and forty-five seconds. That's just not good. It is not, like they gotta do better than this. This tournament really could have and should have been a way to to showcase some women's wrestling here. To, to and ideally to build up a new star. To, to you know if that was Shayna Baszler. And, and, and you know what them doing the finals in Saudi Arabia? These matches aren't going to be anything magnificently long anyway. They're going to go out there do their thing, and that's going to be it. Like it's not going to be anything. Uh, that's going to be extravagant, and I, I don't think it, it should be. After what we've seen for this entire tournament, there is no reason to come out for the finals and have a bang or 10-minute match. It would make no sense. Yeah. And we, we uh, John, I think you had said that last week about um, Shayna. She was she was running through the tournament, and, and she had been like dominant anyway, so that made sense. But everyone, everyone else certainly deserved and, and was uh, should have had uh, at least three minutes out there. Um, and like we're saying a little bit here, Nessa saying the whole tournament has been a disappointment, but of the final two, she wants to drop. I don't like fun, fun loving characters, they they annoy me. They I find them to be like corny, and you got Dewdrop out there like dancing and stuff. Like, it just I get like there's like I like fun, I like fun characters, but it's these fun loving characters. Not a care in the world, like kind of like we're talking. Uh, Robert and I always talk about Bianca Blair over on the SmackDown side. She lost, she lost the title. She got screwed over. She did she, uh, for the first like month. She didn't get mad. She just kept skipping around and dancing. I'm like, no, get mad. You know, show some emotion, show some fire here. And Dewdrop should be happy now. She's she's going to the finals. But in a more general sense, you know, even when uh, she got you know treated badly by Eve Marie and everything. Although actually, this this kind of dancing character was a little injurious after that. But nonetheless. Um, oh, I, I like this idea from Azahari. Just kind of screw the whole tournament saying, what if uh, Vega or Dewdrop wins and I have Charlotte come out and just beat him anyway? So she's the queen and no one else can be queen. At this point, man, like, why not? Like, uh, this tournament, like, it's 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 just, just, just scrub it yeah, at this point. I mean, so it, it, uh, it, it appears we have the same opinion on this, but however. Uh, we're going to talk about something now that I know we do not have the same opinion on. And this is the ah. men's, the men's King of the Ring tournament. We'll see Xavier Woods and Finn Balor hit the championship match here. And to many people's joy, Xavier Woods is in the finals. 
And to some people's joy, including myself, Xavier Woods, uh, unfortunately, is in the finals. That's a negative uh, for my for my eyes. Um, I was hoping Jinder Mahal would be in the finals to, one, have face versus heel. To two, even though my opinion has changed on two now, I was going to say to make it more unpredictable. However, I, when this when this thing started, I thought, well, okay, Xavier's in it, but there's no way he's actually going to win. But now it's almost like, is he actually going to win? Like to me, and I, and I stand by what I said last week. If he wins, it doesn't make sense for him to win unless they do something with it. Uh, DJ explains, well, Xavier could win and turn heel possibly. Uh, that would make sense if that happened. Maybe he wins and he's all of a sudden very arrogant and stubborn and he doesn't need Kofi Kingston because he's the king. That is okay with me. But if he's just going to win this and remain in a tag team with Kofi Kingston and doing nothing relevant, really, um, I don't see the point of this. Finn Balor doesn't really need this either, but it can't hurt him. Uh, they, we saw Nakamura kind of run with this gimmick a couple months ago, and he has been one of the consistent top 10 superstars on our WrestleZone Universal rankings for months now. Uh, and in fact, he was top five numerous times as well. So uh, having this title goes a long way. Corbin didn't really do anything with it in the later stages, but uh, they had a clever way to get rid of that there. But um, I've given my stance on it. I mean, everybody knows where you stand as well, but go <laughs> ahead and explain your stance a little bit and why you feel like you do feel. I just think it's so funny. Like, uh, right when the match, I think this was probably, yeah, I think the first match of Rod Knight, John tweeted, like, all right, let's go, let's go, Jenny Mahal, like, let's do it. <laughs> I tweeted, all right, like, let's go, let's go, Xavier. John and I are like feuding over this thing. Um, I will say, I, I have also kind of not come around, but I've like understood what you're saying a little more. And like, I, I've appreciated that. It's kind of soaked in a little bit. I'm, I'm saying, okay, like, you know, how do you the match here? I was like, okay, I could see the appeal of having gender win. I was also very aware that the entire wrestling community online would melt down and I'd, and I'd be upset myself if Xavier lost, but they, they got me. There were a couple points. I'm like, is, is gender going to win this thing? Are they actually going to, are they going to do this? Uh, and, and Herman Dakar saying King gender had, did have a nice ring to it. Uh, John, I think you had the last week having a gender and like Veer and Shanky as his kind of like Royal enforces there would have been something. I, I could see that as well. Kind of an old, an old fashioned kind of thing. Um, but to me, this is just like, yes, it's predictable. And, as we, as we said last week, probably before that, like it doesn't matter. Like they're probably not going to do anything with it. So like, just give, give the guy, throw, give a dog a bone for like better word. Like give, give Xavier what he's been like rallying for. Ideally they'll do something with it. Ideally they will have him. I don't know if a heel turns what we need here, but that's something or, or have him or have him challenged the U S title or, or something. They can do something. And that's just saying he, he could be the king of positivity. Uh, I do, I'm, and I'm saying, I said a minute ago that I'm coming around a little bit in this case, you know, they're, they're building up this idea that uh, the Prince Finn Balor could become the king. I think there's something to that. And when we had a brief confrontation with Balor and Xavier where tonight, where uh, Xavier said, you're, you're just going to stay a Prince and I'm going to be the king. Like there's, they're building it up. It's going to be good. Uh, Eddie's already saying it's going to be a good match. He, Eddie says Xavier should win. Uh, but he already, he, uh, yes, this is an important point. Xavier, unfortunately put on the crown before he actually won the finals. So like he's kind of yeah. jinxed himself here. It's bad luck. So, you know, that, that we've seen that many times before here. So maybe some foreshadowing, uh, from WWE's part there. I mean, but we've seen what this tournament has done for some people. I mean, look what it did when Booker T won. I mean, he kind of exploded at that point. 
Yes. Uh, I think Xavier has the potential to do that, but he would have to be a singles guy. He cannot remain, uh, for lack of a better term, second fiddle to Kofi Kingston because simply that's what he's been for a long time. Uh, he He's the only one of the New Day at this point, not just to not be WWE champion, but to really do nothing relevant as a single superstar. Of course, him winning would count for something, but they have to do something with it. I mean, we've seen superstars like Baron Corbin and Damian Sandow win money in the bank and do nothing with it, and then everybody forgot that it happened. Yeah. Uh, this could be a situation that I don't think they want to do, but it, it could turn out that way. Because I do think if you have, and we'll just hypothetically say here that Zelina Vega and Xavier Woods both win. They cannot strike out on both of these. They have to make one of them relevant, one of them look good, and one of them get a solid push to championship level status. I like the comment from Stephen Chambers here. Again, for me, I'm a softy, so I don't want the new to break up. I, I like them being friends and everybody getting along and being all positive. But, you know, in this, you know, line of thinking that, and I would agree. I want them to do something with Xavier Woods, make it mean something uh, with Kofi possibly turning heel. Stephen Chambers saying they'll doing a feud there, uh, a feud with a former WWE champion, you know, this big, you know, fairly big star and, and Kofi Kingston. That'd be good for Xavier. There's a story there uh, tonight. When Xavier won the match there, Kofi was literally kind of like flapping his cape. So ironically now he's kind of become the sucker fellow to Xavier. So there's definitely something there that they, they wouldn't have to work that hard to tell that story. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting. It is worth, worth pointing out, as Nesh is saying, that a new day has been drafted to SmackDown. So maybe we could have uh, King Xavier challenge uh, the former King, uh, even though he won the tournament, but the guy who took the crown, King Nakamura. I think that's interesting. Uh, DJ pointing out that Balor is acting kind of heelish after he after he beat Mace of all people uh, tonight. Um, so we might see kind of uh, Balor at, least, at the very least maybe playing the heel in this match on Thursday, and maybe uh, one or lose maybe coming out of it as more of a heel. Because if he if Balor wins, I think he will. Even if they don't mean for him to be a heel, he's going to get booed. So maybe they'll roll with that and have him be like a heel king, like you know the guy that crushes uh, the hero's dream. Um, so I think that's kind of some. Something that there are there are options here, and I'm excited to see what happens. I think it's gonna be a good match. And again, and they have thankfully made it a little it's weird because like to me it's predictable, but also like no, there's a solid chance that Balor could win. And you know, again, I thought tonight Debbie McVeigh might kind of go the other way and give it a gender anyway. So we've gotten this far. We've got to wait till until Thursday for Crown Jewel to see if we're gonna go all the way with it. And if not, what happens after that? Uh but you know, at least with the, the 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 King of the Ring tournament, it's been, I mean, comparatively much better than Queen's Crown tournament. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But, um, but yeah, well, it's interesting. Also, uh, we had a couple references. Johnny mentioned King Booker a minute ago. Xavier was referencing King Booker. He did some poses like that. Uh, so maybe. Um, and he also he used he kind of like uh, was playing with the, the scepter a little bit as as a heel might do. So DJ is wondering if we could see Woods use that kind of thing to be a, a King Booker like heel. Maybe it could, it could go to his head. You know, these are things that make sense. And again, we want we want if, if Xavier does win, do something with it, make it uh, meaningful, and that's the only way to do it. So looking forward to seeing what happens there. Because um, yeah, I, I think again a lot of possibilities, and I'm looking forward to that. John, I don't want to talk about yet another tag team match that poses the question, can they coexist? I would rather talk about the fact that Chucky will be on NXT Halloween Havoc next week. 
I would rather talk about, God, I don't even know. The, we, could, we could talk about Crown Jewel, and it will count if we could, you know, maybe focus more on that than this match we got tonight. Because not only did they do the Kenley Coexist thing again, they did the same exact match. I think it was, I don't, I hope it wasn't just last week that they did uh, Biggie Andrew versus, um, the dirty dogs. If not, it was the week before uh, that. That was the Usos, I think. Last okay, week. so two weeks. Oh, but this is the third. I think yeah, the third week in a row they've done. Can they coexist with Biggie and Drew McIntyre? They were making fun of it in a promo. That doesn't make it okay. It's like okay, yeah, they can be aware of it, but no, it's still bad. It's still you know tired and and nobody like. Oh, I like. It's my job to tweet about the show as these matches are happening. I'm like, I, I have nothing to say. I don't. Like, I, th- we've seen this. We know it's going to happen. It's the dirty dogs. You know they're going to lose. They're going to have some tension, but Biggie's going to get the probably going to get the pin, and then there's going to be a stare down. Wash, rinse, repeat. That's what's happened. Um, but so I, that we, we, got, we only saw it two weeks ago. Uh, the next week they, they they said it's the raw season premiere but smackdown already had season premiere and i'm confused because we got the draft and and yeah. the draft roster is kicking on friday I'm like what's even going on because i i thought they built up uh well i guess that was maybe two weeks ago with um when they started off the tournament that they were framed it as the season premiere of raw but they're i guess they're playing that didn't happen because next week's the season's premiere before we get there we do have Crown Jewel, where we do have Big E defending the title against Drew McIntyre. Nesh is asking uh, if we could see Drew beat Big E and take it about SmackDown. No. <laughs> no, anything can happen. Like anything can happen, WWE. This, and whether it makes sense or not, you've got to admit anything can happen. But this one's a stretch for me. Um, among other matches on, on Crown Jewel, again, we have, we talk about the, the triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's title. The other the, the, these matches where they're, they're superstars on one brand going to the other brand where the champion's not on that brand, and it's a whole mess. And, like, this is one of those. Drew's not going to win. So, to me, in a way, like, what's the whole point? Yeah, it's going to be a good match. It's great. Like, they're both really good, you know, top stars. It's going to be fun. Uh, Biggie should retain. That's what Stephen Chambers is saying. I agree. Uh, next thing you never know. I agree. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Like, who even knows at this point? But, no, like, B- Biggie won the title. It's great. It would not make any sense to have Drew Drew McIntyre of all people, the guy that carried the com- that carried the company, carried Raw for over a year to go over to SmackDown, where Roman Reigns is and will be as of the new draft roster is with the WWE title. Like that, I'm not seeing it. Um, and <laughs> if they do that, like I don't even know because you know that, then what? Then, then, then what's gonna happen with Raw? Nesha's saying she doesn't think Biggie will lose, but she posed the question, so we're just kind of trying to kind of work through it. But John, you said it yourself. No, like, I I don't think so. Like you know, even I've you got to give WWE even a little credit. This does not make any like a sense. Um, <laughs> a so, little bit, just a little bit. You know, no. Uh, but yeah, we got Crown Jewel, and uh, we can talk about this a little bit because obviously this was a go home. They had a lot of stuff to, uh, to hype it up here. And and this, well, this is the last show until the pay per view, unlike usually it'd be smacked, yeah. but we don't. That's not going to happen this time. So Crown Jewel is Thursday at noon, Thursday, my birthday. So that'll be interesting. But it's so weird to have a noon show. It's just like throws everything like off, like throws all the whole rhythm off there, but it's fun. Then that way you're not up till. You know, terribly late watching the show, but uh, Eddie's wondering if it's the best Crown Jewel match ever. It could be the best Saudi show if they book it right. Potentially uh, having a match of the night. Maybe he's uh, talking about Big E versus Drew there. Um, 
But yeah, this to me, I would say it's got to be, you know, from from what I can recall off the top of my head, the best crown jewel card. And definitely, I would, I'd put up there as best Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia show card. Um, you know, I'm trying to remember, we, we've seen the one with the Goldberg and, um, when the no, that, we're going to talk about that, but previously, like, going back in terms of Saudi Arabia shows, we've had Goldberg oh. versus The Fiend. We had Goldberg yeah. versus The Undertaker. That was a mess. Um, that was not good. Um, That's an understatement. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I think for all for that reason, for some of the other things we've seen in Crown Jewel shows, uh, I remember liking Super Showdown 2020 decently enough, other than Goldberg being The Fiend. Um or what was that? What was that Wasn't Jewel? that I, one in Australia though? No, that was uh, Australia was probably uh, 2018, and that was okay. that, that was during my time up that I was away from the business, so uh, I didn't see that one. Um, but yeah, I would say this is the best uh, Saudi Arabia show card for sure, uh, especially kind of with the benefit of hindsight. DJ said the, the one with the fiend losing the title was bad. Um, but yeah, like you, you look at you look at this card. You got Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. It's not going to be a, a tactical masterpiece, but I think it'll be a fun kind of no holds barred match. You've got uh, Biggie versus Drew McIntyre. Predictable. I think it's going to be fun. You've got Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, which is going to be crazy. Um, very much looking forward to that. Seeing you know who even knows going to happen. Um, you've got the, the we were talking about the SmackDown Women's Title match. You've got the the King of the Ring finals. That'll be good. The Queen's Crown finals. Maybe not so much. They've got RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. Like, that'll be fun. But again, not really expecting anything too crazy there. Uh, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor, you know, kind of a fun undercard match there. Um, oh, of course, Seth Rollins and Edge and Hell in a Cell match. Like, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I would say this is definitely, if, to, for my money, the best Saudi Arabia show. And um going to be hard to top it. Like, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar on the Saudi Arabia show. Like, that is. That, that is good. Like I again, I we've talked about it before. I can't or Robert and I have talked about it as well. I I'd kind of hoped they'd save that for a cyber series, but we're getting it now. I'm not sure how it's gonna go, but um yeah, to get this show on a Thursday at noon, it's pretty cool. Uh I like it, but um and that's what saying the card looks great. So yeah, it does, uh, yeah. You know, uh I guess we're gonna kind of break down some of these matches here. We had a uh, a no holds barred interview. Uh, on tonight's show with Raw. So stupid. It was stupid. It was one of these split-screen interviews that are the bane of my existence. I, I, I just, I've never liked them at all. I just, they, they, they seem Especially so... Especially when there's, like, nobody mediating. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> they, they're at the announcer's table just talking to them, like... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you got Goldberg, you got Goldberg, again, threatening to kill a man on live television. It's not, it's not even like you said... Okay, you know, maybe I got a little heated. You know, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you. No, it's like I'm going to beat you within an inch of your life, and I'm going to finish the job. So he again, he is very determined. He's going to end Bobby Lashley's life at Crown Jewel. And Bobby Lashley, man of reason, said, "Hey, you're threatening my life on national TV. I could, you know, press charges and and end this right here and now. But that's not how I do things. We're going to fight. Uh, you can't kill the Almighty. So we are, you know, there you go." Um, and then Goldberg's closing line, like the, the part of this was good. And Goldberg's closing line uh, was "kill you, kill you Thursday," not not see you Thursday, "kill you Thursday." I'm like, ah, oh man, I uh, <laughs> there's just something funny. Like Goldberg is becoming like that crazy old man, where he's out there saying he's gonna kill Ashley, 
And it's literally, just, he's literally, it's literally saying that. And it's, it's just funny to me. I don't know. Like, I, it's like, it's, they're not trying to be funny, but I, I'm, I'm out there. I'm kind of laughing as much. I'm like, Goldberg, you're, you're crazy old, old cat. You're, you're not going to kill this guy. Like, what are you, what are you talking? It's like, I don't know. Um, I've made it no secret throughout doing the show that I'm not the biggest Goldberg fan, but there's just some kind of charm, unintentional, maybe, maybe, but something about this kind of not delusional, but he's just, he's a crazy cat. So I think that's kind of funny. What do you think about this? You know, the, you said there was a stupid interview and I agree, but kind of the, the go home angle here for Goldberg and Lashley. Well, I think that, the no holds barred stipulation puts an interesting twist on there for sure. But at the same time, trying to figure out how this ends is more unpredictable because uh, part of me thinks that Goldberg will probably finally win, but it might kind of hurt Lashley if he were to lose. I mean, do you agree or what would you think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, I don't know. It's tough, right? Because Goldberg can't lose every match. Because then, then you completely destroy the point of having Goldberg matches. And I know that he has, I believe, two more matches on his contract next year. So they're going to want to use him again. So, you know, maybe they do have to find a way to have him beat Bobby Lashley. Um, again, no holds barred makes that a little more feasible if they do like a crazy spear off the stage or, or something. I don't know, but I figure that I feel like we're going to get something kind of like that. Maybe not like a clean pin or something, you know, but you know, have them kind of win or uh, maybe something like when the Miz fist uh, faced um, Shane, Shane McMahon at WrestleMania and they both kind of got suplexed off the tower and like Miz, Shane landed on top of Miz. It was a very like kind of wonky ending there. Now it's just saying she's split on who's going to win as we, as are we, you know, cause I could, I could see both. Um, I think it would hurt Lashley again. As I was saying, a minute ago, Goldberg has become this kind of like caricature of himself in a way. Like he's just like it's just kind of funny. So it's like if Lashley loses, that makes him look kind of bad. And it's Goldberg; it's a Hall of Famer. So you know, it's it's there's not on paper there's not that much harm, but at the same time, like it's Goldberg. Like come on, you know, it's Goldberg in 2021. So you know, maybe in universe, like it's supposed to be okay. It's Goldberg. You know, yeah, you. you it's Goldberg, but um, I don't know. And that's just saying maybe a double count. No, it's a no holds barred match. I, I think the only way to win is pinfall and submission. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking we're going to get some kind of like crazy kind of spear off the stage through the barricade or something to kind of uh, soften the blow. But I I could see Goldberg winning. Um, Okay, I, I, will, I will say this. I think Goldberg or Brock Lesnar will win on Thursday, and I think the odds are much more in Goldberg's favor in that sense rather than uh, Brock Lesnar because uh, of Roman Reigns being awesome. So, uh, But Stephen Chambers saying that he's picking, uh, picking Lashley to win and putting Lashley back in the title picture. Uh, well, we just we saw him feud with Biggie for like a month just a month ago. So I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe you do have him lose and then kind of knock him back down and build him back up a little bit. Cause you know, in a way he had kind of turned into not nearly the same, but in a way the problem Drew McIntyre, he was in the title picture and you know, he had a pretty nice ring with the title. And I wouldn't, I, I think you would, you'd run into that same problem. If he reentered the title mix, then he'd become the, uh, the same problems with Drew McIntyre when he was a champion. So 
hey, I don't want to see Goldberg win, but maybe, maybe that'd be for the best. You know, maybe I just talk myself into uh, into a shoot there. Like, yeah, maybe that's maybe you maybe. do want to see him win. Or, or the very least, maybe I think Lash will be better off. I will say that. So, uh, like I said, I think it's not going to be uh, pretty. It's not going to be a good wrestling match, but I think it'll be a good fight. So, uh, I think that'll be, you know, I think it'll be interesting at the very least. So, um, we got one uh, comment about well, something that was kind of interesting. We had Austin Theory and r truth backstage. Austin Theory continued to kind of shine on Raw here. Uh, and setting up a match with our truth I thought R-Truth just roasted him. He was like, um, you, know, you want to face me in a match? And Austin Theory was like, yeah. And he's like, all right, well, you got to uh, ask your mom's per- permission to sing up late. I was like, kind of made, made Austin look a little silly, but he's young. Yeah, he's a you know, young newcomer, and our truths like, He's like 50, so it makes sense. Like, that's, that's <laughs> fine. Um, and I they set up this match, and I was like, all right, you know, would I have predicted this this morning? No. Would I have said I want to see this morning? No, but it's new. And on a show, when you're like, most of the time, oh, it's the same old stuff over and over again. I'm like, all right, no, there's that. Uh, and then Archie said, oh, I didn't challenge you for myself. I challenged you for my friend, Jeff Hardy. So oh, it's a rematch. Boy. Of last week, and John, just today, I listened to uh, Jeff Hardy on out of uh, the Out of Character podcast. He's talking about what he wants to do, and we've been talking about it for weeks now. These, these, this hope that Jeff Hardy might be, you know, maybe turning heel or or bring bringing Willow back. And to me, part of the thing there is like, if you're gonna do that, you gotta have him win. You gotta have him like have some momentum, and you send him send him over to SmackDown on a losing streak. It's and- like so, yeah. It's like how they've been running those video packages for like Kevin Owens tonight. Like he was this big dominant guy. We all know he's been jobbing on SmackDown jobbing for the past out. three months. Uh, and they did the same thing for a couple other people that were over coming over from SmackDown that d- did absolutely nothing over there that Rob built up to be like this perennial powerhouse. Like we, people weren't, they, they like to treat the fans as if they literally only watch either Raw or SmackDown and not both. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of kind of, kind of similarly, not even uh, in, in the SmackDown effect, but in terms of just like maybe uh, insulting the viewer's intelligence, they're trying to, or I mean, I, I'll give them credit. Like at one point in time, Keith Lee was badass. He was cool. He was like, he was going places. And somewhere along the way, the, the wheels fell off. Now he is Keith Bearcat Lee. And you're talking about those video packages there. We got a video package of Keith Bearcat Lee. Um, coming back to Raw, I guess, because he didn't go anywhere, but he took some time away. He's been do- doing dark matches and whatnot. And we saw him beat Akira Tozawa on TV a couple weeks ago, but uh, he was, well, he'll be calling his way to Raw, I think was the phrase. Uh, they had this like screen uh, graphic there. So they're going yeah. with this Bearcat thing. Um, and trying to be positive, I will say at the very least, this means we'll get Keith Lee supposedly back on our TV screen. So that's good. Um, and again, the, the Bearcat name is in honor of, you know, a wrestler of the past, kind of just as a, as a tribute to uh, black wrestling history. That's great. Good. That, that is, that is a good thing. Um, but to me, it's like a little, makes it a little hard to take him seriously when they are really kind of leaning more in the kind of like goofy side of like, Oh, he's going to be calling his way to raw. Apparently, I missed it myself, but I saw some tweets. There was like a, a bear roaring sound in the yeah, video. Was, yeah. Um, so that's not great um but the the, the potential still there i i think that uh i think with keith lee especially you, you can build him back up kevin owens is interesting we've talked about it before he's coming to raw we know his contract is ending in january 
there but the fact that they're trying to kind of reset or at least remind you of his previous accomplishments like gives me a little hope maybe it'll do something with him something good for him and then maybe if who knows if they if they i mean being hopeful if they if they treat him well if they book him right maybe he'll want to stay but yeah jo- jobbing out to madcap moss on smackdown and, and maybe not so much so uh thankfully it's, it's october now they've got some time so the the video uh, promo we got tonight reminded you of his title wins he was used mm-hmm. to be this prize fighter so you know, may, maybe we are we are going to get back to the, the the roots of Kevin Owen there. I think that's a good thing. Um, so you know, Raw is getting this infusion of talent. One guy we talked mentioned a minute ago, but DJ Garcia is fired up. He's saying, "What are they doing to get my guy Mace?" All caps. Uh, well, we had uh, the same Mace thing. They've always the same stuff they've always been doing to him. It's not like he's been all of a sudden winning and now they're treating him wrong. I mean, he's I don't know. What do you think, Colin? I am just very surprised. I, I highlight this comment, and we got another one about Mace too, which surprises me. But I'm just surprised Mace is still a thing. Like Retribution, gone and forgotten, never, never to be referenced again. Mustafa Ali doing his thing with Mansoor, which is good. They had a promo tonight, so they're actually building that match up nicely. Uh, T Bar, I he, believe he got drafted to SmackDown, so we're not quite sure what's gonna happen with him. Slapjack. Uh, based on some like uh, live event uh, footage, is like doing a whole different like. Yes, I was at I was at one of those events. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely slapjack far in the far in the past. Uh, Mia Yim has been drafted, leaving Reckoning behind. So, but and now Mace is out here, the last man standing. Um, and to me, it's just interesting if you're gonna like keep him around like that, keep him on his own here, and now you have lose like. Oh, all right, but now like, are we just gonna kind of job him out? I'm surprised he has that he hasn't been repackaged at all. Because uh, again, I, as a tag team, I, I often compared him and T Bar to to the Ascension, and now by himself, especially, I'm like, I don't really know what we're doing here. But uh, yeah, just I don't know. I I I I never like say I don't see anything in somebody, but like we haven't. Well, I will say we haven't gotten to see what he can do. He's been losing and losing and losing and like you know i think he's looked good in some of the tactics matches he's been in but like we haven't really gotten to what he can do uh michael covenant saying mace has a chance to be a big uh a potential breakout guy if he's used correctly i think am i did i flip that as uh well we know the mason t-bar is splitting up one of them's going to rob one will be on smackdown i'm not quite sure right now i know they're going to different mace places. is going to smackdown yeah so yeah. But that, that, that's that's funny because he's on Raw tonight and then he's not going to be on Raw next week. So what's the point of anything? But um, you know, we talk about the logic. Cap- that's exactly the logic. You you nailed it right on. There was um, one segment where um, it was Randy Orton Riddle and and they're talking about the, the plan they had last week where Riddle had the plan to like kind of lure and almost and and Randy said something like. There's never a plan, and and like the, the WWE creative humor Twitter account, which is very sarcastic, always making fun of it. It's like Randy Orton with, with the new catchphrase for WWE Raw. There's there's never a plan. There's never uh, a strategy. Oh, that was pretty fun. Um, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to next week. We do have all, all these moving pieces. You've got, um, I guess this, now uh, it will be T Bar being on Raw. Uh, you've got Kevin Owens coming over. Keith Bearcat Lee, Bearcat Lee coming back. Uh, Austin Theory has been built been built up nicely. Uh, we'll have, I guess, a, a somewhat better lay of the land coming out of Crown Jewel. I don't expect too much to change, but as again, what we said earlier, you never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, and then getting some more comments about Kevin Owens here. Not just saying she thinks he's leaving, but saying she could be uh, saying he could be the U.S. champ, give him a title match. Maybe that'll help him resign. Um, 
And then so, like, likewise, Sonny Clough saying give uh, Owens, you know, have him fighting for the title. Again, I think that's one good way. If you have him, have him feud with Biggie. I think that'd be cool. There's some history there when Kevin Owens was very briefly uh, a member of the New Day uh, in 2019. So there's something they could do there. Um, yeah, but I, 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 you know, this what's pouring out for the, the last for all of this era, long overdue of just having the same roster, even if it's a very short term thing. I'm looking forward to having um, different people, different possibilities, different things on, on Raw, different different things to talk about. So maybe. You know, for the third week in a row, we won't have to talk about or, or not talk about uh, a tag team match about the failure to coexist. Um, man, just like this is the show needs it, you know, and you know, hopefully there's, you know, there, there's new stars they can put up here. We got uh, DJ saying that Mansoor, oh, the Mansoor did pick up a big, big one. Mansoor defeated um, Cedric Alexander. That was a good match. I like that. Um you know, the, so there's that. Like we were seeing these different, you know, moving pieces. Too. We got the, the the Street Profits coming back. They faced our RK Bro in a good match. Montez Ford doing Montez Ford things, looking great out there. But likewise, DJ's asking why they're turning uh, the Street Profits into jobbers. I don't think that's the case. They didn't lose this match. We had AJ Styles and almost um, interfere and have have it end with a DQ. So no, I, I thought they looked good versus RK Bro, who's been built up very nicely. Um, we do know that our Capra will face um, Styles and Omos at Crown Jewel. There's one fun line from Randy Orton where he said, asked Riddle if he wants to smoke. A, yeah. a, nice, a nice nod to Riddle's uh, extracurricular activities there. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought this was good. It was a good way to have the Street Profits kind of you know remind everybody, hey, like we're, we're good. And, and uh, yeah, they, they lost to the Usos on SmackDown, but they they you know you could easily very easily build them back up on raw so i, I like this um i miss them being on raw i thought you know back in the day they had a lot of energy to the show they're just very bubbly and they are they're like the they're the hype men i guess for lack of better words so that was yeah. they're, they're just they're good in that role they're good to have that energy on raw so that's that's a win-win for me i like that but uh would you so i i will say you know john you, you and i talked about before uh, with arcade bro kind of having it feels like at some point they will they will split up with that's the inevitable outcome. Uh, but tonight we had a tease of AJ Styles and almost with a little tension, almost saying like, "Oh, this is my house," and AJ's like, "No, like it's our house." Like you know, you and I, like not just you. Um, so I mean, a little tease of a split there. Um, do you think I? Well, I'll, I'll say, are we in a, like a race to see who splits first at this point? Because these are the two really like top teams other than the, the Street Profits left on on Raw at this point. Uh, I would think that uh, Orton and Riddle are probably safe for a while, being that they're the champions. However, uh, I do think there is a strong case to be made for the fact that AJ Styles and Omos could be on their last legs. But at the same time, this was rumored around the draft, and then all of a sudden they said, well, not yet. And is Omos magically ready after, like, what, a month to be now on his own now? Like, why didn't they just decide that before? I get they wanted to finish out this program, but part of me thinks that maybe they want to hang on a little bit longer. I mean, what do you think? I mean, yeah, it'd be, it'd be surprising to say like, okay, you know, one month ago, okay, he's not ready. We're not going to split him up. And then a month later, turn around and do it anyway. But again, we were talking about earlier, you never know if WWE, they're, they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, so if they like really want to push almost by himself, obviously he's got the size and they might be really just uh, attracted to that. So, 
crazier things have happened. So no, I, I think that's possible. Um, but yeah, I, I think of the two, yeah, I, I, maybe they will split up first. Not to say that it'll happen next week or the week after that, but I think RK Bro might, they're going to draw that out for a while because that, that's still working very nicely. So, um, I mean, I, w- I would agree with Herman Takara saying he hopes they ho- he wishes they don't break up almost in AJ Styles, but it feels like something's got to give here. And, you know, another loss to Crown Jewel could kind of set that up. So ideally, they'll take their time, maybe do it around the new year but knowing wwe it might be like survivor series ish um and i would agree that's probably too soon but again at least thankfully almost has that size and you know there's something they you know they kind of work around that but eddie's saying that uh he doesn't think they should split up um they and ideally if they were to split up just do it by the brand so they don't actually break up i guess is, i think that's what he means but he's saying almost is, is not ready to do it on his own AJ should mentor him and guide him i would definitely agree with that you know learning from aj styles you know definitely a, a very good um way to start your career there so i i would think they'd be better off kind of rolling with that and you know keeping that going as long as possible but kind of similarly there um well i was saying i think i hope they take your time with it Herman's saying he hopes that to see rk bro stay there until mania and break them up i mean i i think that's a wrestlemania match if they build it right so maybe have them split up maybe maybe like the rumble ish or or maybe in the february pay-per-view roughly then i i think that's one thing they could do but uh i saw i saw this comment as well several times tonight steven saying aj is much better off solo i think there's a lot of truth in that so you know maybe i don't know what, what you have almost but i think aj could definitely benefit from another singles run uh in his own right so um yeah i i think at some point we'll see him split up there so it's just a matter of really a matter of time either way uh but dj is asking you know kind of be a small solid night do we think they'll add the street profits to thursday's title match and make a triple threat match or is it too late oh in wwe it is never too late they will announce things the day of the pay-per-view like they will announce things the hour before uh they'll announce things on, on the kickoff show like you you, <laughs> you never know but like, in this case i don't think that's happening <laughs> yeah but they 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 planted a little seed of like they they could say like oh you know the the, the street profits took our keeper to the limit and uh, AJ Styles and almost ruined it, um and AJ, AJ Styles and almost had, or sorry AJ had said like um before the the match tonight like oh you know if you like, kind of put a beating on our keeper you know and we win on Thursday you'll you'll get a, a you know a title shot you'll be in line for title shot so that kind of makes sense at least after that but I don't see them winning a crown jewel either so. Um, do I think that'd be beneficial to add them to the match on thir- on Thursday? Yes, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, that'd be a little kind of just last last minute, little little sudden something they've been feuding with the the two teams for you know, a couple of weeks. This is this would be based on one night, and they've done that before, and it'd be it'd be a good match. But no, uh, yeah, maybe you kind of you know pump the brakes on that, and and you know do another RK. Maybe you do an RK Bro Street Profits feud. Spinning out of that on Thursday, or sorry, uh, spinning out of Crown Jewel uh, next week and beyond there. So, you know, I thought this was good. I liked it, and uh, and yeah, I you know, I imagine maybe AJ Styles almost losing on Thursday will probably set up a split. So, or at some point, whatever it might be. So, uh, as I said, I think we are we are in shape for a pretty darn good Crown Jewel show. So I'm looking forward to it. Even again, even if some of the results are 
fairly predictable. Some, some of them aren't so much. So I think it's, it'll be a good balance of that. So, um, <laughs> Fernando Fernando saying he's giving the show a 10 out of 10, just kidding, a 6.1. Um, the day that anybody, I mean, we've gotten some people, uh, that in the past have, have given, um, have given, uh, very high rating, very high rating. Sorry, you lost your thought there. Um, and that's fine, but any if like if the like if we ever see a ten out of ten for raw, like uh, sincerely, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> That'll be the day. Uh, but Nesh Chris giving a seven point five, Laura Rock with a four point nine. John, what do you think about the show tonight? Oh, I'm gonna go with a six tonight. Uh, I thought it was a little below average, but the build of Crown Jewel is finished up. We have a fresh, uh, new stuff coming next week. Uh, we have SmackDown, new roster coming this week. I just like the fresh new scene we're going to be seeing. Uh, Crown Jewel should be a good show, so I'm looking forward to that. So that's kind of why I think a, a six makes sense there. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. You know, the uh, the can they coexist thing really took me out of it tonight. I was like, I, re- I really uh, was, was down on that. Uh, Woods winning brought me back. The, the Queen's Crown surf falling back down. The main event was great. It's all brought back up. So I think a, a six is pretty reasonable. A Steam Chambers with 6.5 as well. Uh, Michael Covington with 7.5. Great match with a bad finish. Shot herself DQ'd to kind of avoid the. Um, I don't know if I mentioned the actual finish there, but she got DQ'd to kind of avoid the decisive loss either way there. Um, so yeah, a great match. And maybe Belair should have. I would agree Belair should have won, but given the raw overall 7.5, DJ with 6.5 as well. Um, it's a pretty good show again. Heading into Crown Jewel here, um, you know, and I just uh, at least to, to 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 make a reference to it, all, a lot of the talk this afternoon has been about the ratings of Raw, or sorry, of SmackDown and Rampage, all these things. At least with Raw, it's in its own little universe over here on Monday nights, so we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Um, we can focus on the ratings not being so great, and and hoping that uh, eventually you know, things will get better, but no matter what, we'll be here uh, next Monday and beyond uh, to, to talk all about it, talk about Colonel Jewel, whatever does happen on Thursday. Um, and then Robert D. Fleece, we'll talk, Robert D. Fleece, we'll be talking about Friday Night Smackdown, likely, I think probably this week on Friday night, unless AEW and, and Smackdown go crazy again, and go head to head and make things very, very complicated. Um, boy. Uh, but yeah, the, the world of wrestling continues to spin on here. We've got uh, AEW doing good things. WWE, we've got Crown Jewel, it's going to be good. You've got Impact Wrestling with Bath of Glory on Saturday. We'll have coverage of that. Uh, Bring Vrana is doing great stuff. We've got uh, NWA is paper on Sunday. I, we say it all the time, but whatever brand of brand of wrestling, whatever style of wrestling, whatever, you know, whatever, um, anything, whatever you like to watch and enjoy. You have the option to because it's all everybody's doing great. Everybody's putting on a good show right now, and all you gotta do is just go out there and find it. Uh, that's what Jay, Jay Lethal said in my recent interview with them. Like, no matter what wrestling you like, you can find it and enjoy it because that's what we do here at Wrestle Zone. We enjoy the wrestling. Uh, so with that being said, this show, like all of everyone doing here, is available on all of our platforms: SoundCloud, Spotify, a YouTube, our podcast, whatever maybe we've got you covered. So leave like and subscribe. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. I already gave it away, but I'll, I'll reiterate it. John, here else, we, we do one thing above all others. Okay, tell me what that is. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.